Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show hey guys before you start these this episode um, I had a little technical difficulty uh, with the recording uh, it was just for a couple seconds but at the nine minutes and 14 second mark uh, it cut off but it came back on and so he's actually talking about the trail run at the Norway CrossFit Championships uh, I really really did enjoy this podcast it was a lot of fun learning um, about you know being a CrossFit athlete his experience as a CrossFitter and you know I hope you guys enjoy this too guys welcome to another episode of the type 1 lifting podcast i have an awesome guest he is a 2020 crossfit games athlete griffin raleigh how's it going pretty good glad to be here thanks for having me on yeah so um we connected with your uncle because he was asking me you know if i was from georgia where i'm from georgia where uh pretty much where i live because he said that you were training for the you were playing doing the crossfit games so i he took it took a picture of you and i couldn't believe that you know He's related to a CrossFit Games athlete, which I thought was pretty cool. And you live right down the street in Marietta. Right. Yeah. Well, don't don't cut him short. That dude's pretty fit. Yeah. I mean, I he, he got me into CrossFit. So he what he was like the year before I started, he was like thirty second or something. I don't remember. Yeah. I was yeah. I was talking to him because I'm a fellow Type One diabetic too, and so that's how we connected. And and he the, yeah. So I was really grateful him for connecting with us so with the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. I mean. Dude, I'm I'm impressed with anybody that's able to do fitness at the level that you, even like just normal everyday goers. I mean, especially like with him, like having type one diabetes and being able to do all that stuff and just being as strong or as fit as y'all. Dude, it's crazy. Y'all work a lot harder than most people do. Yeah, and we're stressed out as more more than anybody else too. So right, <laughs> right. So what's what's your you know what's your experience with diabetes? Obviously, you have your uncle with a di- being a diabetic, but like, how do you ha- ha- like how did you learn about it and everything? I mean, honestly, just like school, and then on- I had no idea he had diabetes until I don't know. I was probably like fourteen, mm-hmm. twelve. I don't remember. I remember seeing him and having um, like having to take an insulin shot, and I was like, "What? What? What are you doing?" Yeah. But yeah, and then I was then yeah, I realized he was a diabetic. I mean, so. I mean, other than that, like, I honestly don't know how many people that are type one, um, which is, I mean, a good thing, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's the main thing when I see him, but he's always, dude, I, there was a this quick story with him. Yeah, go for it. I still didn't, still didn't even like let it hit me one day while I was working out with him in 2015. I li- that was the first time I saw CrossFit. He took me out of the games, didn't know anything about it. So I flew out to see him in Sacramento and we went down to Carson and I, we went for a run for like six miles 
right? And at the end of it, I'm all hyped up watching the games. I'm like, I'm about to take off run as hard <laughs> as I can the last like half a mile. I get done and I was like, oh shit. Because we ran for six for six miles, he hadn't eaten anything, and it didn't even click to me that oh, I was like, uh, gotta make sure he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Good lesson learned right there. Yeah. He was fine. <laughs> Yeah, usually, usually with me with runs, like after like long distances, I'll just like crash immediately. So it's like I I have to run around in my neighborhood. I can't go like any venture or any place else, or they have like something yeah. stored. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So Good story. So with with CrossFit, you started with your uncle. So did you start in like at Sacramento, or did you start in Georgia? Um. So I started in Georgia. I mean, I went to a CrossFit gym. Um, I went to Iron Mile up in Northern California, Sacramento. Okay. And then um, there was two other ones he took me to. He also took me like to Delta weightlifting. I've le- weightlifted my entire life. I've yeah. been weightlifting my entire life. But um, he just took me around and kind of showed me the ropes. And we, I, I had never done anything about with CrossFit. But um, when I was out there, I did a couple workouts. Um, and I mean, it didn't hook me there. It hooked me when I saw the tennis stadium, and I was like, "Man, this sucks! I got to do this." Yeah. So um, when I went, but then so I was in the middle of football, like getting ready for. Um, I'd done all my All Star games, pro day, all that good stuff. Kind of waiting to hear if I was going to go to a team, and I was waiting to hear specifically I was going to go to the Jags, and so like I was trying to balance that, um, and then I also got a phone call from a head coach that I played for once in college and I got an offer actually I had two to go to two different schools to go coach. And I was literally in the stadium and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this instead. I don't want to coach. I don't, yeah. don't want to deal with football anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to do that and turned around, but then I came out back home and like October ish of 2015, I like started looking for gyms. And the gym I'm at right now, I should have gone to because it it's the closest one, mm-hmm. and it's not the one I started at. I started somewhere else, um, but I started so towards the end of 2015, basically 2016. Did the open two months later? Had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. So how yeah. did you how did you do in the open the first year? You did you did it? Well, who knows? So yeah. I got my ass kicked, dude. <laughs> I I had no ego. I literally was just like, I mean, I walked in day one. I was like. What do I got to do? I'm going to the games. Yeah. Like, let's figure this out. Yeah. And every coach was like, that's not how that works. And I'm like, I, well, I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to find a way to figure it out. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't know. I remember that first. There's a bar muscle up burpee workout or bar muscle up and snatch workout. That's what it was. Bar muscle ups and like power snatches. Mm-hmm. And I flew off to the bar. Yeah. On my back. Yeah. Flat on my back. I had no idea. My grip blew up. It was great. great yeah. <laughs> uh, that usually happens with a lot of people, so it's all good. So yeah. So when did um when did you start realizing you were getting like really good at, at CrossFit? Nah, I don't I don't think I'm still good yet. Um unless I'm beating Matt. <laughs> well yeah. I mean well you placed you placed twenty fifth, right? Out of out of the whole right. games this this year. That's that's pretty impressive. So I mean, it's not, it's not bad. There's a lot of improvement to be made. Um, but, I mean, I'd rather – there's still something to be proud of, but there's still a lot more work to go. Yeah. But um, I don't I, – honestly, there was a cha- a real change of, like, fitness level for me mentally, um, I would say, honestly, within the past year. Like, right before – I can't remember which qualifier it was. There's a qualifier I did last year, and – 
I beat like Jacob Hetner and Fakowski and all these big names. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Right. Um, and I think honestly, it started with that Dubai competition because that was the first individual comp I'd ever done. Mm-hmm. I've only ever done some like team or whatever. I've never done an individual one. So that was in 2018. And then, um, then I started doing these other competitions and winning the online qualifiers. Granted, like those guys, I hadn't learned, like most of them are just doing it in the middle of their training. It wasn't like they know they're going to qualify. Now I understand like where that's at, mm-hmm. like what level that is. Um, but then when I hit the rogue invitational, I was sitting at like second and that was a whole ordeal. But, um, that like moment, I was like, Oh, I can definitely do this. And then went out with that attitude to Norway and won it. And then I was like, all right, well you can definitely, you can definitely hang with these guys. Yeah. You know, let's, let's put this in motion and start finishing some stuff up. So, nice. um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at now. Now I have like that mentality of knowing what that fitness level is. The only way to do it is to like, to feel it. Like it, the difference of five seconds in one workout and, and especially in these games workouts is a massive amount of work to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I understand the level. I don't understand that's level because he's just fitter than everybody. It's yeah. just not even close. It's insane. Insane. But, uh, so with, with Dubai in the rogue individual and, uh, individual and also Norway, which, which one did you like the most? Well, obviously you might like Norway the most, but which, which area arena did you like the most out of the, all those competitions? Man, Dubai's arena was the coolest. Yeah. I don't want everyone to run in the desert again, but <laughs> um, I, the best way I can literally make people imagine this is when you watch the movie Aladdin and that opening scene of the desert, that's what it freaking looks like. We yeah. literally took out there and ran up and down those hills. And, dude, it was – people might have been like, oh, that was fun. No, no not fun. Yeah. Not fun at all, especially yeah. without with baby fest. Um, but the arena, like the tennis stadium, the fact that they had, they had, um, like we were in a, the, there's a hotel that's connected to the tennis stadium mm-hmm. and, um, there's like, it's like its own little village and you just walk out of your room, go down, we'll go to the little tent, go on the tennis court, warm up and you go into the stadium and it, there was a bunch of people there. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'd like to go back again. I was sad that they canceled it this year, but, yeah. um, they're supposed to be bringing it back next year. So Hopefully, I'll uh, I'll be there next year to go do that one. Very cool. I can make it happen. Yeah. So yeah. you punched your ticket in Norway with that. How was that whole experience when you won that? Uh, 4K, 5K through the mountains, up a ski slope. You, all the heavy guys did poor at it. Even the good runners, because you were so heavy, you would sink in the in the snow. Especially yeah. like you were legitimately running up a ski slope, like where you would take it. It takes you up. No, you're running up it. And uh, then you go down and like, dude, I was just sinking like halfway to my knees and couldn't pick my feet up. And I had run so much for that competition. Not because all the sanctionals were doing big runs. Yeah. Run so much. I was like, I'm going to smoke the, whatever run they throw at us. I'm so ready. Nope. And I took blast and I was like, all right. went to my room, was pissed off, but not in a bad way. Like pissed off. Like, all right, well, you got nothing to lose. Go out and win the next workout. Go out and just smash people. And, um, the uh the event organizer after the second event so the second event was um like 40 ring muscle-ups for time and you only could do five sets of five and you had to go move a pylon or whatever back and forth mm-hmm. um and like 
all these guys had a joke, and I didn't know this till the end of the day. They had this joke about me because they were like laughing. They're like, I bet this can't, you can't even do a ring muscle up, blah, blah, blah. Like, they were just cracking jokes. And he told me about this later, and I ended up taking like second or third on that workout. Nice. Um, and I got up there and started flying through it, and these guys were like, holy shit. <laughs> what? And then, um, yeah, I mean, from that, like, I just set the tone from that workout. I was like, I'm not here to screw around. That was the first workout I learned how to. There was a couple guys next to me, and I was in the first uh, or in the final heat, and uh, that was the first time I actually played games with someone next to me. Nice. How to like pace wise? How fast do you move? Do you push them now? Do you push them later? And um, I was able to get two of the guys that ended up being really close at the end um, for podium spots to try to push with me too early, and they blew up and weren't able to finish it. So like I kind of that was a huge change in like mentality mm-hmm. that weekend for me. Cause then the next workout I went and won and it was like burpees and snatches, uh, power snatches, increasing weight. Um, and then, you know, like from then on, I was like, dude, you got this, you got one bad workout already today. You're probably going to have one damage control workout all weekend. And you've got a couple that you might go win, go just smash this. And I was just locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was a really giant roller coaster of learning like how to win in a sanctioned event against a bunch of really really good guys and how to like just turn it on and just like just go just just go and not not even think that you're not gonna win at that point but it's still once you cross the finish line in the middle of that final workout i was like oh my god i'm gonna win i'm gonna <laughs> win i was in the middle of our muscle ups i was like dude you're gonna win don't screw up just just keep going i mean it was it was crazy so yeah, it was, it was fun time. The only downside was none of my like, I had one client, my one of my personal trainer clients, go out with me, um, but I didn't have like my whole family. So like yeah. she was the one there. Then it was it was cool. It was I mean I had offered. I was like, hey guys, anybody that wants to go to Norway with me, let's go. And she was like, I'm in. Let I'd love to go. So oh, that was cool. But um, it would have been nice to have you know it been the U.S. and have family, friends, training teammates all in there. But yeah. other than that, I mean it was, it was pretty fun. That's cool. Very cool. So, you know, obviously with a tight knit, do you have a tight knit family pretty much? Yeah. I mean, my family specifically, and then I also have like non blood family, like they're just their family. Yeah. But, um, especially a lot of my training partners and that's just the way it kind of goes. Okay. But, cool. um, I mean, right now they're, you know, they haven't been training with me because one of them had a kid. She's about, she's gonna have another one. The other one's a nurse. So she, I mean, she took her shot, made it to the games with us on a team in 2018. Um, the other one has a big boy job. So he's, he's taken away. Um, so it's really just me now, but, um, I mean, they're, it's still, I would still rather have them. They, they, they were there for the games the whole weekend and basically made everything my life way super, super easy. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it's awesome to have a crowd around you when you're actually working out. So you get like a little more like momentum and, you know, adrenaline pumping. So for sure. Yeah, very cool. It's, yeah. So when when the all like the all COVID happened and they cut everyone down to like the top 30 men and top 30 women, like what was your thought on that like whole, you know, remote CrossFit Games uh, deal? Yeah, well, there I've toss up of things there one is like yeah i'm glad we're doing it i'm glad we're at least going to have something but unfortunately like nobody was behind the scenes no we had uh, 50 calls with hq mm-hmm. between just the athletes not the athletes uh like just it it was such a 
true actual roller coaster of the games are on, the games aren't on. You had all these people saying, we're out, we're not out. We're the... It was nuts. And I felt bad for the guys that got cut um, that shouldn't have been cut because 30 people, like the fittest 30 people in the world, there is you change one workout in one competition, and other than Matt Fraser, you have somebody probably else in there. Yeah. And there's a few guys that missed the cut because they kept cutting down, cutting down. That man, these dudes are, should be there, especially when you move into an online qualifier. It's totally different than in person. Yeah. It's a hundred percent different. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, I, I felt I felt for those guys that didn't get to go, especially because some of those guys have been their first time and they earned it. Um. But I did. I did like that, you know, it became more, you made it, like you still made the cut. You proved yourself to go out there and win and make it happen. But then when it was, I knew it was online, here we go. Another online qualifier, just like the open. Yeah. The workout's going to be heavier, but it's just, it's different. Um, and I tend to not always do well in online qualifiers like the open. I'm just not, I'm trying to fix that. Yeah. It's not my uh, forte. I'm much better in person head-to-head, going against guys, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was it was definitely a ride because that went – when they made that announcement, they just kept cutting it down, and you could tell on these um, Zoom calls, like, the plans they had weren't going to happen. Even though they wanted them to happen, mm-hmm. it wasn't – so there was um, – let's see. There was a time where, like, it was, def- it was definitely going to happen in Aromas – but then it was going to happen in another place that we didn't know about yet that they told us that they're like, we secured everything. We've got it written out. Like it's going to happen here. And then like, we didn't hear anything back by the time we were supposed to. And then it was like, no, we're going to do it online. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. So we're just moving like, you know, Madison now to Aromas now to this other place we don't know about. Now we're going online. Um, and then the other thing is you didn't know who was going to compete because Previously, before Eric decided to take over CrossFit and and bought it out, which I'm so glad he did, a lot of us were not going to compete. Stuff Glassman said on Twitter was stupid. Like, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. Um, But he's he's just, I mean, he was just being an idiot. That didn't make me not want to compete. But then the next part where it was like sexual harassment and racism, okay, I'm out. Yeah. Now you kind of, now the line's a little, you drew the line there. You screwed that up. Um, and a lot of us athletes, like, even though we weren't on social media, being social media warriors, we were having these meetings. We're like, we're not, I mean, we're, we're out. We want to compete with the best, but we don't want to support that. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't actually know that. Um, there's a lot of us, that we didn't have to say anything because HQ is like, it's getting sold. Just hold on. So, um, so you had some guys out obviously saying, Hey, we're not going to compete. We're not going to do this. And a lot of us were there too. We just, I work on doing social media, but I hate it. I like that it helps. I like that at least can help people. But personally, yeah. dude, like, I don't care about it. I don't care how many people follow me and like me. I hope you do. But if you don't, it is what it is. I'm just out here real. I'm not trying to be fake. So, yeah. like, right. Um, so, yeah, it was, dude, it, it was so up and down constantly. And uh, we didn't, I mean, we really didn't know if we were going to have the games until they were, like, online. Here we go. Yeah. So, once they did that, oh, change your training, com- change it completely. Because I was trying, I mean, I'm training for literally everything you'd see in a room. It's for all the workouts that they just released, I was preparing for. Yeah. Not the online ones, which, again, you want to be the fittest, you got to be the best at everything. But 
I mean, it's it was a it was a lesson and a hard curveball to uh, take. Yeah. So, well, you actually did one, win one event, the front the front squat, uh, the one rep max front squat. So, how do how was your what was your game plan on that? Let's have a party. <laughs> uh, I knew when he like so they gave us that equipment list pretty early, and uh, I was like, "There's no way you're going to go through this first thing without a max. Mm-hmm. There's no way." And then he released those three or four workouts or whatever, and it was just like, you know, Fran and Diane and whatever. And I was like, "I know for a fact there's another workout in there. I know there's, an, and I know it'll be a max because we had to have." It said we had to have a squat rack in the um, equipment list. So I was like, okay, what makes sense? It wouldn't make sense to go from Diane, mm-hmm. but it would make sense to go from Fran. I was hoping for a one rep max thruster. That would have been fun. Yeah. But uh, um, I was like, I don't think it's going to be a back squat. It doesn't make sense to do that from doing thrusters. Max front squat seems possible. If he really wanted to be mean, he would have made it like a five rep max front squat or like a three rep max. Mm-hmm. You know, because – I was not okay after Fran. Yeah. I was not okay. I, I mean, again, you have no idea how like well you did in, in the world. And the top, other than Matt, for us, the top nine were a difference of eight seconds. Like, we were, God, oh, that hurt. Um, I, was, I was down for a while. Um, <laughs> it, took, it took me about an hour and 15 minutes for my head to not hurt anymore. Yeah. Um, so, so I went out to the front squad. I mean, I was like, dude, this is... I hadn't so I haven't front squatted heavy in uh, or back squatted heavy in since I started CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, one because it's not like an ego thing, like oh I'm stronger than everybody. It's because like I have so many other things I can work on. I'm not gonna really put my time into that. Um, I put all that time growing up nonstop dying lifting, so I was really strong. So yeah. I played football. I back squatted 600 pounds for 12. <sighs> that was my best I'd ever done. Yeah, right. I know. Like, I used to be really strong. Yeah. So like. I, when I the last time I had front squatted head in my life was when I was 17. I was 182 pounds and front squatted 450. God damn, man! Jeez. In high school, yeah. yeah so then, like, that's, I also I back squatted 600 pounds in high school. So that's why I was like, okay, don't be a bitch. You definitely can squat front squat more than that. Like I front squat 405 all the time, or I clean 405. So like I still squat often, mm-hmm. but not. I never put on a max weight ever. Yeah. And. I just got, I went into it and I was like, dude, 135 felt terrible after after that workout. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah, so um, most of the guys warmed up and then just started the clock and like we're done in eight minutes. I made it a whole thing. I had a ton of people watching, so I made it a whole 20-minute thing. And, oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did it like a normal lifting session. I'm going to front squat for 20 minutes. I'm going to lift. I'm going to do my sets. I'm going to rest about four to five minutes when I start getting heavy. Um, and uh, like – I went like, I don't know, 225 to 315 to 405 to 450 and then like 470, 480 and then 490. Like I went, there are just massive jumps. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but again, I had no idea what number I was going to do. I also knew Tyler Christopher would probably be the second place guy. I knew his front squat around 460, which I think he got 457 roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my first actual set was above that and I was like, whatever, let's just keep going. Who knows? Someone, who knows? Someone can sneak in. There. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I did four eighty, and it was, it just came up like that. It was super easy. 
And I was like, all right, I'm done, whatever. And uh, I saw like four minutes on the clock, and uh, Corinne, one of the one of my old teammates, uh, gym, the gym owner actually that I work out at and coach, she uh, she's like, you want my opinion? I was like, sure. She's like, go put more weight on. Make people go, what the fuck? <laughs> all right. So they put on 490, and then I did it, and I was like, all right, cool. Um, so I mean, I knew I was gonna win the win the event. I just did. I had no idea what I was gonna front squat. Yeah. Um, not doing it after Fran, I'm sure I can do well over 500 pounds. But mm-hmm. I mean, maybe next the next goal is do that five minute mile and a 500 pound front squat instead of back squat. Yeah, that that was impressive. I saw the YouTube video on that, and that was really impressive what he did. Adam Plink is a monster. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so. Do you think lifting like that crazy amount of weight for the front squat kind of hindered you a little bit, like later on during during the during the open during the games? Um, I mean, yeah, but when, not majorly, but it did. It just changed it just naturally because you're like again, I don't front squat heavy. Yeah, you just blew out your CNS mm-hmm. like you did. Like you, there's no way around it. You maybe if I had stopped at like four sixty, four seventy, where it wasn't really a challenge at all, I'd have been fine. But again, it was kind of like. Well, let's go make a statement. I already, knowing the workouts, I knew I wasn't going to finish in the top five. I can tell myself and believe and, and give everything I have, which I did. But you know the workouts. You know your weaknesses. You know how good the rest of the 30 fittest people are in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, let's just go Let's just go smash a work- workout. I mean, who knows? Maybe you do make it in the top five, but, like, let's go smash it. So your CNS is a little blown. Um so like in the next, if I ever have a max like that again, and like the games or whatever, I'm just gonna do what I need to do to win. Yeah, I'm not gonna try to blow people's minds, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and it may happen. There's a lot of really strong dudes, but yeah, um, if I know I have a win, an event win, I won't, I won't do that. Um, but like for the next day when you did, when you woke up and did Nancy, I mean, you had to do the deadlifts right after that, the deadlift mm-hmm. workout and the one k row. Like, yeah. That 1K row, that is the first time I've ever done a 1K row and not gone to the floor after because I wasn't out of breath. I wasn't, like, destroyed. I just couldn't pull hard. I legit, I, it was the weirdest feeling. I was like, man, I'm like, I mean, it hurt. Don't get me wrong. But, like, normally when you do a 1K row, like, you're on the floor rolling around. Take your shoes off. You're like, don't touch me. I'm dying. And there was none of that. I just couldn't. I couldn't pull on that row or any harder. I couldn't drive out with my legs any harder. So I think it made a little bit of a difference there. But we also did that frame workout that was destruction. So. Yeah. So what were you? What were you pulling? Yeah. Like how many strokes per minute were you pulling on the one uh, k row? Um, like twenty eight thirty, I think, and then till the end. So like I started out and I was rowing uh, one twenty five. So like like my goal was I'm gonna start out I'm just gonna row hard for the first two three hundred meters get yep. it going and then back off and cruise right around like a 132. Okay, so obviously 132 is gonna give me a 304 if that's what I was aiming. But obviously it gave myself a little bit of cushion with the faster row at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Backed off and then like when I was gonna get to about 650 700 meters I was gonna start kicking it back in. And I did, but I couldn't get it to go back down. Yeah. I just couldn't pull. I couldn't pull harder. So I think, like, in hindsight, what I would have done differently is start out fast and then hold on to that sucker. Yeah. Because, like, it was weird. I could just hold that pace at 132, but I could, no, no matter what, I could not get it to go down. 
So if I probably held it a little bit longer, I'd have probably ended up rowing around like a 258, which like would have been, I don't even know, 10th, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Like these dudes were pulling on that thing. So, um, especially with Roman, dude, what do you row a 248? Dude, he, he's another, he's another crazy cross lifter, like, like crossfitter. Like he, if he if he goes to the games, like he would definitely put on a show. I think. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've seen. So I can, when he was there in Dubai, and that was the first time I got to compete with him. Um, he's impressive, yeah. for sure. Like, and he's not as, like most CrossFitters. You know, like they look big, but then you see them, they're not that big, mm-hmm. right? This dude is pretty damn big. This is, I, I'm not surprised he rode that. I knew like he would win that row, but I did not realize he was gonna go 248 that is absurd that, yeah he's insane yeah. especially after all that stuff like that is that's just crazy man yeah <laughs> so so i'll go going back a little bit so obviously you talked about like how like you, your mindset kind of changed and stuff like that so how do you keep on like pushing through a workout when like you're like really suffering and you just like you feel like you can't go anymore like what is your mindset towards that? Like when you just say, like, all right, just keep on going. Like, let's suffer. Like, just, you know, just see what happens. Uh, it depends what type of workout it is. So if it's like a really long endurance workout, mm-hmm. I go blank. I literally just, I there's like no thoughts in my mind. There's, it's just, you become a robot. You just keep moving. If it's a short workout, I literally like just get angry. So it, it's just something that's able to like push me to go harder. So a lot of like, I have, there's a lot of stuff I have built up inside that are from people that have done me wrong or whatever. And I've never taken it out on people because that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But it helps me to get angry and process and I use it right then and there. And then it's like, Oh no, like I'm, I'm going to smash the rest of this workout. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, granted there are times where you like, I can't do that. I'm just that destroyed. And, it happens, but that is a uh, that is one of the things that you have to be able to do if you want to be at that level. Because mm-hmm. um, the moment that little doubt thought comes in here, you lost. Yep. Especially against Matt, that dude might be hurting, but you can, you'll never you'll never know. Yeah, he, he is wh- so mentally strong. It's crazy because like. I've I've watched videos of him like doing work and he he obviously like looks at the clock and just like kind of pinpoints okay I'm gonna two second break here two second break here five seconds here it's it's like insane of like what his brain's thinking while he's like pushing so hard and he can still think like that it's 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 insane oh yeah it's man it he's so fit that he's able to toy with the workout the way he wants yeah he's gonna do whatever he wants just to stay ahead of you that's why like this online qualifier you saw him destroy everyone it wasn't even close Mm -hmm. because he didn't know where other people were so he had to go as hard as he could yeah and that's why you saw that fran time and yeah it's just stupid (laughs) it's just stupid it's 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 definitely obviously possible like even when i thought about that workout i was like I mean, technically, you could do 21 thrusters and you could do 21 chest bar in a minute, but it's also at 115, not 95. If it's not 95, it definitely will be, people will be closer to three minutes. At 115, it's like, who is just not going to fall apart? Yeah. You take that shot. 
and originally before I started, I was like, I'm going to take the shot and go unbroken all the way. And I'm really good at thrusters. I'm glad I decided not to. And I went 15 and six on the thrusters, but I went unbroken on the chest of bar. Like, yeah. I'd like to do that workout again. I don't want that pain again, but I'd like to see how much, cl- how close I can get to that work at that time. Um, that capacity is just incredible. Yeah. But, but you got it. That's one of those. You got to be, you got to be relaxed and focused up until the last round. And then you just got to get pissed. Mm-hmm. So do you listen to I mean, like, saw, don't, sorry, go ahead. I, I was just saying, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you saw some of the videos, but you, dudes were failing chest bar. Yeah. Like, or like they couldn't, they couldn't stay on the bar because you were just pushing yourself that hard. So yeah, you gotta, you had to get angry at that one. Yeah. So what, what music were you listening to during the, uh, the quality of the games? Oh, that's honestly a really good question. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even hear it. I, yeah. I never, like even playing football, I didn't even hear the crowd. Everything was silent. So mm-hmm. like working out, it was silent. Um, my guest, I'm pretty sure he probably had like, they probably put like Rick Ross on or something. Honestly, I did like, but I, I, don't, I don't remember what was on something along those lines. Like people will hate me for it, but I'll listen to country music when I'm working out. <laughs> like I won't train intensely at that. If it's like a day I'm going to come in, I'm getting worked on, but I'm not trying to die. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to country music, but like when it's time to go, it's, I don't listen to, I really like, I do listen to rock and metal and stuff like that, but not, not to train to, um, because that messes my heart rate up way too much. Like I get, you're just, I need something that has more of a beat and then keep me steady. And if I do get tired and if I do hear lyrics, maybe that'll keep me focused on that. So yeah. I seeing the pain, but it was, it's probably something like Drake, Rick Ross, something like that. Okay. Very cool. So, um, what pro like who's, what, what's pro what program are you doing right now? Or are you just doing your own stuff? Me, myself and I. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got lucky growing up. My dad was a strength and conditioning coach. Okay. So I've, I know how to program all of that good stuff. It was really learning how to rotate that into CrossFit and kind of understand it. So I will say the most I've actually learned just by something I did used to follow was what's Rich doing. Nobody should be honestly like doing that other than if you're rich or the guys at Mayhem or like top 20 at the games and even if you are top 20 in the games like it's a very specific if that doesn't work for everybody there's not uh, yeah his the stuff rich does is it's quite high volume right Mm -hmm. um so i learned i learned a lot of stuff on how he wrote and why he wrote it a certain way and kind of picked on the pick that up and then um i even uh, i messaged hefner actually before the games probably about two months out i was like hey man like i just want to like I'm not trying to see like what you're doing. I just want to compete and use like he's way better at me at like what he's good at. Like mm-hmm. light years. He's the best at what he does. And uh, a lot, he writes a lot of workouts like that. So I asked him if I could hop on and do some of that. So I did. I intertwined that with what I was doing. Um, but for the past, uh, since I went individual two years, um, I've been writing my own stuff. I just, I, I know what I got to do. Yeah. Um, and I, do all the stuff I don't like that I'm not good at. Well, that's good because um, a lot of people don't do that though. They like if they program by themselves, they'll just like, oh, you know, I really suck at handstand pushups. I'll probably just do that later on or next week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. People will message me and be like, you know, they they think literally I lift all the time, 
like uh, Fukowski said something to me like two weeks ago, and or whatever it was, it might have been a month ago or something, and it was just like one of those like, yeah, I could lift that too if I lift it all the time or something, and I was just like, y'all, everybody thinks I lift and like I don't, like I do, I do, I do a lot of accessory work and um, a lot of things that don't either like load my spine. I have a huge issue for my hamstring from football. Mm-hmm. I blew it out, mm-hmm. blew it out, and I'm still having to deal with issues from it to this day and that was eight years ago um so like i do a lot of different things and most people like they have a strength program and then they have conditioning or they have like a monostructural in the morning then strength then their metcon i throw lifting in my metcons um and i can make them heavy yeah so i'm never i'm never out here doing three by five or like sets of eight or three or whatever they're all in my metcons so that's the only time i get to do the stuff i like but i do it while i'm breathing really heavy mm-hmm. so it's not fun yeah <laughs> so yeah. do you do you have uh do have you had like other crossfit athletes like train with you at the same time like just together or like have you gone up the street to like crossfit passion or any seen any of those um, guys so I used to like I used to have that team right, so they used to train with me, and then yeah. now they're they're all retired, so they don't really work out with me. They I did get them to come and work out with me for the games to get ready for the games for like a month, um, and they just modified to keep a pace so it would push me still. Yeah, but I've only had since I've been individual one training partner, um, which I don't have. He was there for a little bit, then we'll leave, go somewhere else, then come back for a little bit, and then disappear. So I never. I don't have anybody now. I'm actually posting something today about like, you know, anybody that wants to be a sanctional or games or regional athlete or whatever. They, if they, if they live anywhere near me and want to come train, by all means, let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I had people that were a lot better than me at certain things because I don't want to be the best one in the room. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get better, right? You have to get beat and chase and learn what that next level is. And um, that's what I'm trying to get. So, like, I've messaged some of the other guys that I'm friends with that are games athletes, but they just don't live anywhere near here. Yeah. And until I can make an income where I don't have to be here and coach and go to train with them, I won't be able to really do that. Um, and CrossFit Passion, like, I won't really get into that. They're, uh, Travis is great. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but the training think tank side isn't very fond of me or that's just my perception um and that kind of grew from the fact that when we were at the games or when we went to the games that regional year they had a team and we ended up i don't know if you ever saw the video but there's a video we like we were in first first or second all weekend and then we dropped and then going to the final event we were in sixth by two points and like from second to sixth it was a difference of like eight points and we somehow came back on the worm, lunging it back down and past everybody and ended up getting into the games and they didn't. Um, and then previously before that, we had two athletes on our team that were team athletes and they said they wanted to go individual, which I was like, we were all like, great, we support you, whatever. Mm-hmm. They went over to training think tank, still supported them. They ended up being on the team. Oh. So we were like, what? What? <laughs> Uh, okay, so that I mean, and that has I mean, that was I mean, 
whatever. That's just like football, right? People transferring, go play other places. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, I haven't ever been invited there. No, than like I guess I should get an invite, but I have this sense or feeling that they just don't really want me there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is fine. Yeah. And that doesn't mean everybody. That doesn't mean. I mean, a lot of dude. I'm friends like Cedric Lapon is training t- think tank athlete. Super awesome guys from Canada. Just awesome. I met him in uh, the Netherlands. Like, there's a bunch of guys that I do like. Um, but I, like, I guess like and, like Noel travel travel up there. Yep. Um, and we've talked before. And I'd be happy if he ever was like, hey, like for the, for, I mean, he had to get ready for Aromas. If he was like, hey, would you mind coming training? I know you like you're done with your season right now, but like, could you, dude, absolutely, yeah. love to help. But I feel like they go around me to find other people to work out with or something like that. So. Um, it's also their own little world, you know. They they're mm-hmm. all they all have their individual coach and work out there. And then what I do is, I, you know, I write my own programming. I have a lot. I mean, not that I don't have fun, but I don't have anybody staring down your neck saying, "Hey, you're doing this wrong or doing this or whatever." So I just think it might be a mix. They don't want me there. Maybe if I just I'm not paying for a coach or something like that. But um, whatever, it is what it is. So right now, that's where most of the athletes are. So I'm trying to find anybody else that wants to come work out with me. Yeah. Um, and get better so i mean who knows that could change whatever yeah. i'm not and there's no hard feelings at any any point of that and i don't really do. mm-hmm. it is what it is but yeah i mean everyone yeah, everyone I mean, has to run their own business so pretty much so exactly yeah. so yeah i mean and they do hey they run a great business they got a lot of great athletes so yeah. um i'm just yeah i just i just know what i need to do and i write myself what i need to do and i got to the games that way so I'm doing something right. Yeah. Um, now I could maybe can do something better. Um, I actually thought about reaching out to a couple of coaches, possibly, but I haven't. Um, most of the coaches that I would be comfortable with what they know already have a lot of athletes that are games athlete athletes, and mm-hmm. they are probably really busy. But it, I mean, it's still something I'm trying to decide on asking, see if anybody wants to uh, take a crack at making me even better. So. I hear you. So when you have gone to those, uh, you know, CrossFit events, have you ever been like completely like fanboyed for like any of the CrossFit Games athletes at all? Like seeing Matt for the first time or anything like that? Nah, I mean they're just another dude. Yeah. It's just like when you, when you, I mean, I played football for eighteen years of my life, and we would always play against somebody. Like honestly, I think the best football player I ever played against was uh, Janoris Jenkins. He used to be a corner for mm-hmm. Florida. He's been playing in the NFL. Dude is unbelievable. But I went out and had a one-handed catch on him at right before halftime. It was this forty-five yard bomb in the back of the end zone. Like it wasn't like, oh, this dude, it's it's Janoris. Like, no, it was like, hey, you get to go compete against someone that's really good. Let's go step up. So I mean the first time I really saw anybody was in Dubai. Yeah. Um and I've tried to really change my personality of from football where I'm like fuck everybody i'm here to destroy you and then crossfit i've tried to, i've changed that like be friendly be nice like i'm not here to be mean but like when you're there to be focused um and i think in dubai like i met uh, a few people that i was like wow these dudes are actually really nice they're not here because i mean i don't think you'd be surprised there are a lot of athletes that are not nice mm-hmm. um they're not gonna like if you had came up to me in the middle like in between workouts i'm definitely gonna talk to like I, I don't I mean even though I don't ever know you or anything. I'm definitely gonna talk to you. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. There are athletes that are gonna be pretty rude to you. 
Um, so, and I learned both of those. Uh, one of the nice guys that I met who's in the top five this year is Jeff Butler. I met him in Dubai. Super nice kid. Super fit. Um, and I hung out with him a lot during that weekend. Um, uh-huh. Frederick Agatis, uh, Annie's husband, was super nice to me. Um, Dane Smith. I was sad that Ben Smith wasn't there. He was really nice. So, like, I got to meet some of these guys. They were, they were super, um, they were super good guys. And I just... I never really fanboyed, but I definitely was like, oh, okay, Matt's here. Let's go show this man what's up in some of these workouts. He ain't going to beat him yet. Like, you're, this is your first event. Yeah. Like, you've got to go out there like you're going to. And that dude, uh, there was a snatch event. Again, it's my first individual event. I'm trying to figure this thing out. And I went out and I snatched like, I don't know, it was like 302 or I, I don't know, whatever it was. It, mm-hmm. was. it was definitely lower than I could snatch. And there was no clock on the floor, and I didn't know how much time there was. And they told you, told me I had to announce in kilos, and I was like, I don't know kilos. I didn't know I have to announce before every work, every lift. I was so like distraught. And next thing I know, they're like forty seconds, and I wasn't near the weight I wanted to hit. Um, I think I wanted to put on like one hundred forty kilos or something, mm-hmm. which was three hundred eight. I've learned my numbers now, um, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And I like, I had, I just rushed. It was a ch- too big. It was not that it was too big of a jump, but it was too big of a jump in that amount of like rushing time to go yeah. snatch the bar. And I missed it. And that left the door open for Matt to PR and beat me. And then so did Willie Georges. And I don't know. It was one other guy. And I was like, I could have just won three grand and I blew it. And I went back and like behind after we were done I went up to Matt and I was like dude I'm an idiot this is all on me I'm not talking shit here but like I can't believe I just let you do that and I was like I should have been fitter in the first workout so I wasn't in the first heat so I was in the final heat so I knew what you were lifting and I mean he was nice about it and I was but I'm not gonna let you beat me in a lifting bit again that ain't gonna happen but I hadn't seen them to like we haven't competed against each other since uh, since that so I ain't going to let him beat me in the front squad. I can tell you that. <laughs> I need to get my three grand back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was – so each each event – I know you each each event that you win, you win money. So was it three grand for the a, a, a win? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, very cool. three grand. Yeah. It's nice. Never been paid to front squad before. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. So so obviously you're you're pretty busy with you know training and you have to coach at the CrossFit box. So – What's a typical like training session in like like a full day for you? Um, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday are typically the same. Tuesday, Thursday are different. Um, only because I got to be at the gym to do some personal training in the morning mm-hmm. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But right when I'm done, I do about an hour of. I wouldn't just say it's monostructural, but like it's a lot of rowing and running and something that's not taxing weight wise, but definitely on your lungs. Um, and I mean, so for instance, like rowing, when I row, I row anywhere from roughly 6,000 to 8,000 meters when mm-hmm. I'm doing a rowing session. Um, and it's different intervals and all that kind of stuff, but, um, that's something that I'll probably wake up and do right after I train somebody come home, eat some food. And then I go back and work out for that all obviously changes. I rest between my workouts when people are like, Hey, I'm a, I was, I had like a three hour training session today. I'm not working out for three hours. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so 
I'll normally go and train. I'll probably be there for another two and a half hours, right? And then I would coach to class, and then I do a little bit of recovery. Like I might ride the bike super easy and just flush for about 40 minutes and stre- or I'll stretch, do something like that. So technically it's three separate times of the day that I work out. So when I was getting ready for the games, right now it's just twice. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm trying to recover. My joints still hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a long year, but that's kind of what it normally looks like Tuesdays are either really one long, long training session or I'll like train and then go sit in the coach's office for like an hour and a half and then I'll go back out and work out again. Um, so that's more more or less what it's like. And then Saturday is depending upon if I can get people to come work out with me or not. I normally go right when classes end and uh, just go do some fun workouts, not be quite so serious. Yeah, cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So how, 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 what is it like with coaching? Like, you know, everyone's, I don't know if like your members are like, oh my gosh, like a CrossFit athlete's coaching me, but like, what is it like with the, the environment at the CrossFit box you're at? Um, honestly, I think they're just so used to that because they've got, so Corinne went to the games three or three or four times. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I, who knows? But she went with, she's been with three different teams. Um, so she's a games athlete. She's the owner with Jake, who was also on our team when we went to the games. Um, and then we used to have another teammate that used to coach at the gym. So then they had another games athlete coaching. So they're, they're pretty used to it, but I do think in the sense of they probably want to listen a little bit more just cause you have that sense of title. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit easier because, you know, some people just don't want to, they just want to work out and don't want to hear what to be told and that's totally fine no problems there yeah. but um i think with like with our members they love they love the fact that like that is a part of the community um because no nobody hears like oh, i'm a games athlete like you're this or that or whatever like just they're they i'm a regular old dude yeah just there to do some fitness fast mm-hmm. and when i coach they know i know what i'm talking about and i'm here to help so um, I do like that they're really they, – I mean, they were super involved in the games. Um, they, there was a ton of people at those events. Yeah. It looked like um, in some of the pictures that you posted on your Instagram, there was a lot. That yeah. one picture where you're standing and had your, uh, your arms crossed, and that your, like, your whole team was like behind you, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, there were just so many, so many members there. Even member, even people that weren't members that were from the community, the other gems. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I guess honestly that dynamic is um it's pretty simple they're just like hey well when's your next competition what is like what's going on what does it look like whatever but when i mean when it's when i'm coaching and i'm just i'm just griffin i'm not anybody else i'm just a coach that wants to help Mm -hmm. so 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 where where did the where did the crossfit thor thing come from obviously with the long hair but you know where did that originate from um so i used to coach in another gym and it's actually this guy is one of my um, one-on-one personal like remote clients and um i grew my hair out in football yeah um and it was like i would do it until i grew i was like i'm gonna grow my hair until we win a national championship and that was like what the whole team did and then i ended up donating my hair and then when i decided to start crossfit i was like all right how do you market yourself? Let's be smart, not dumb. You're really <laughs> strong, but nobody knows that, right? What gets someone's attention? You already grew your hair out. You looked like Thor before. Why don't you do it again? So I was like, all right, I'm going to grow my hair starting in CrossFit. And I grew it. 
he got long and then this client was like you need to change your like instagram handle to something like something with thor like because you look like him like you just you should and i was like huh he's like what about crossfit four and i was like i don't know let's find out if that t- that tag wasn't taken and it wasn't so i put that but see the also the other part of it is that my family is um german irish and nordic so like my heritage is literally viking yeah so like it couldn't be any better um, <laughs> and then of course like i go to norway and win that i was like this is just ridiculous so yeah i mean that's where it came from it's one of one of my clients was like this is this is what you get this, this has got to be the name and i'm obsessed with superheroes yeah i wish i was batman honestly batman's my number one but four second yeah and i would i wish i wish it could be i wish i had superpowers yeah but I don't. Well, off topic. Have you have you seen that show, The Boys, yet on Amazon? Yeah, I have. Okay. Oh my god, hilarious! Have you seen the second season yet? No, I haven't started it. yet. Oh my gosh, it's insane! Like the the I just saw the last episode. It's I I was like, the hell's going on here? It, crazy stuff, but it's hilarious. <laughs> That got me when that dude ran right through the woman. And she just <laughs> I was like, "This is great. This is really what it would be like." Yeah, yeah. I, the one that got me, where maybe like sucked sucked into that show, was when he actually stuffed that bomb up the dude's butt, the invisible guy's butt, and blew him up. And I was like, "This, oh my god, this is bananas." I gotta, I gotta keep watching this. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. I mean, that's honestly probably what it would be like. That just made it seem so much more real. It's yeah. Great. Yeah, I, I can't wait for the next season. It's 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 gonna be crazy. But uh, so anyway, I I did watch a video of you when you were talking to um, Tommy Marquez at Norway, and you said that you might consider doing the Grid League. Have you are you still considering doing that at all, or are you just planning to take a break um, for the rest of the year? So they, so a lot of them have reached out to me still, and they still do. Mm-hmm. And um, my biggest concern to, and I told I've told every single one of the coaches, the owners, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's like I would love to do it for even for fun. Like it just seems like it'd be fun. I mean, that's what a, like previous a lot of games athletes used to do. Yeah. Like Matt, you did try to do it. Noah did it. A lot. I mean, a lot of them did that, and it seemed like fun. But there's not really any money, and I'm not a person that only is about money. But I don't make really that much money, especially mm-hmm. as a professional athlete. Like I really don't. And it's just what is what it is. Yeah. And I can't really take. I can only take time off for the competitions that are necessary to try and go to make the games to go make money. Mm-hmm. And I would have to drive down to um, Tampa or some Orlando, somewhere around there to go do those events. And as it would be fun, like the only, I think way you make money is if you win like the whole end season or whatever, whatever competition championship it is. And then it's split between all the athletes, which, and I think it's only like 25 grand and you end up making I don't know, a couple thousand dollars, which is still nice, but like for the amount of times that that cost to go down there, take off work, and like mm-hmm. it just, it wasn't, it wasn't gonna work. And I was hoping like eventually, if I could get sponsors, I'd love to do it. You know, if someone was like, hey, I will, I totally pay for you to go down there and go do it. And one of the, um, there was an owner for one of the teams was like, hey, we'll pay for your flight, we'll to give you a hotel, and I was like, that is awesome. Or you can stay with one of the people. I don't need a hotel room. Um, and. I was like, that's great. The problem is still I have to take off work mm-hmm. and like I have to make that money. Um, so I'm not against it by any means. I totally would do it. I wish it was back to like it was where they like, had it in Madison Square Garden or whatever. You know, that looked like a lot of fun. But um, 
I really like did these those online challenges because they were like a hundred bucks if you won or something or two hundred bucks. I was like, I could easily win these workouts. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was like, yeah. I, well, and also like I had to raise money for Norway, so that was one way. And the other was I ran a speed and agility camp for eight to like eleven year olds. God help me, <laughs> and it was rough. Yeah, but I I had to do it to raise to raise the money to go. Yeah. So. Um, it was like it's more of more or less like I'd like to do it. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, there's some good athletes in it, but there's no way for me to monetize that at the moment that benefits going and training to make more money at the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So until you. like that kind of figures it out, like I won't be able to. Yeah. I mean, I live in Atlanta. I don't live in Tampa mm-hmm. or Orlando. So. Yeah. And I've, I've heard from other CrossFit athletes, I mean, like other people that have done the grid league, that their bodies got like absolutely trashed just from like going like hard the whole time for that like little segment. And then all of a sudden they're going back to CrossFit again and doing the same thing. And there's like really no, you know, break for them to recover at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, it, it doesn't match up in the new way that the, we, they have, CrossFit hasn't really um, announced quite how the new season's going to go yet and they are kind of figuring out the way it's going to go like at least it looks like it's going to go there won't be much free time yeah um so like it just yeah i don't know i don't know how it would work but right i mean there's the season got canceled anyway mm-hmm. um when i like was really considering going down like you know i wouldn't mind going to tampa for a weekend like it's I, i'll figure it out but they got they they got canceled so it was just like maybe we'll wait for next year i'll do that online qualifier make some more money and then maybe i can go (laughs) nice very cool so um so obviously we're talking about money so have you do you do like uh, remote coaching at all or what's the like how many how many clients do you have or or are you looking to get more or what's the deal with that right so i've never honestly i've never really promoted um my one-on-one coaching and honestly why I don't know but I did um so I do have a few uh four right now um and there's kind of a couple recently and I it wasn't even like hey do you want to be an athlete whatever they actually reached out to me the people that I've met Mm -hmm. um and I would love to do it right my one I could I'm 100% confident being able to help people reach the goals that they want I know what I'm doing so I like I believe in that but my biggest issue with that is one CrossFit's a community and most people that are going to reach out for are CrossFit competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and most gyms want you to do the class workouts. They don't want you doing your own thing, yeah. which is totally respectable. Like it's a community. Like you want everyone to be a part of something. You don't want to have clicks and individuals doing their own thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously trying to be a games athlete or something like that, that's you have to work out more. It's just what you have to. Right? Yeah. Um, so with that, when I have people that want that, like I didn't really want to push it because if you're going to do it, one, your gym needs to be okay with it. And two, you need someone to work out with. Mm-hmm. I work out with myself. You will hate it. You will absolutely hate it. It's like, yeah, you can work out by yourself, but you're not going to want to work out by yourself, pushing yourself to death half the time. Yeah. Right. Like you can do it when you have a bunch of other people in a class. So what I've started doing is like when I do this one-on-one programming, I'll either use my gyms, um, regular programming Mm -hmm. and modify everything, give it to that person, 
give them extra strength, give them accessory work, give them EMOMs, give them cardio, whatever, and mix it through there. But I give them a class workout or even their own gym's class workouts as long as I can get access to them. Yeah. So they do at least one thing with the class. So they, it's not necessarily an accountability thing, mm-hmm. but it makes them feel a part of it and they can give a little bit more push to workouts. Um, and I think that's really helped. But I mean, you it, doing your like, because some people be like, hey, I want everything written directly to what I need. And I'm like, I absolutely can do that. But I will say this, you will get fitter training with other people, doing something. I will write it to exactly what your needs are and give you other work. But I can write, if I can, one Metcon can be a different rep scheme, but have the same exact stimulus. And it's not going to make a difference in what you're doing unless it's a gymnastic, right? Yeah. Like, so getting more people to understand, like, writing everything to your needs is more important than the necessary workout that we're giving you. Um, so that's kind of where more of what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also just finished writing up the strength program that I did to get myself strong um, for years and years and years. And I'll tell you, like, people think they want it. They don't want it. <laughs> they don't. I mean, yeah. it, trust me, it don't get you stronger for sure. But I spent a lot of tears. Oh, man, a lot of tears and years of doing that stuff. And again, like, it works for sure. Yeah. But most people are like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to knock this strength out in like 45 minutes. No. No. You want to get strong? Optimally strong? No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I can write strength programs that you know you can knock out 45 minutes an hour, but you just took the amount of gains we could get in nine weeks to be now more like three months, mm-hmm. maybe four months. Yeah. You know, like, so there's a balance. And also that strength program is not meant to be pushed with CrossFit. You can do conditioning. But you can't be doing metcons and messing with that because if you want to get stronger, you got to focus on strength and you got to rest. You yep. cannot work out like a CrossFitter six days a week. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's just not. And people want that. I'm like, I, I can give you what you want, but that's not what's going to make you stronger. So I'm, I went ahead and wrote that up, and um, I'm about I'm getting ready to release it. I actually wrote it on Train Heroic. Oh, okay. I really like their app. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And, pushing out that stuff so that's kind of what i'm rolling out i'm going to roll out some more like hey taking one-on-one clients if you want to do that if this sounds like it works for you you can all this works with the gym that you're at great and then i always offer like hey if any of you guys come to atlanta if you're close you're not close whatever you want to come work out with me like you don't have to pay me or whatever just come work out mm-hmm. so awesome have you been have you, have you thought about ebooks or anything like that or something like that to help you out at all eventually yeah i just know like i could write them and unfortunately, the more popular I am, the more I want to push myself out there is the way I'd make more money. Yeah. I can sell, so I can sell, I can give you someone the magic program, which there's no really such thing, by yeah. the way. But I could give the magic program. And it worked way better than whatever fitness pro that everybody looks up to. But it would never sell as much as theirs, even if theirs didn't do shit. Mm hmm because they're popular and they seem and they use drugs to look a certain way and I want to look like that so I'm I can do that and I'm going to use that and I think I will eventually um release stuff like that but unfortunately that has to be with growing popularity and then that obviously has to do with going to the games and people seeing you on like ESPN and CBS like oh yeah that guy he's really strong we should listen to him 
I mean, just because I'm strong, you shouldn't. Like, I have spent years and years and years studying this stuff, but uh, it doesn't, I mean, most people don't look at people that are, look fit. Like, have they studied this? Do they really know what they're doing? You know? Yeah, they so. just look at the body and they're like, oh, I want to get to that. Like, I was a personal trainer for years, and I, I always have clients be like, I want to look like that, and I'm like this. It's gonna, you're not gonna get like that. So, just to yeah. be honest, like, it's she, like, you had a girl with like big hips and like big legs, and she wants to look mm-hmm. like this girl with like that looks like a like a Q tip or something like that. And I'm like, that's not gonna happen. So, but no, you know, unless you, unless you want to take drugs, go get surgery done, do the things you should be doing. Yeah, that's <laughs> how that happened. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so we're getting close to the end. So, I have th- uh, four questions for you. So, um, what are your goals that you're trying to hit? Uh, like what are, you, what are the goals do you have any goals like towards the end of the year that you want to get to at all or you're just kind of just writing it out for the rest of the year um honestly towards 2021 like just a good end of the finish this year I don't have anything specific my goals have already been set mm-hmm. at the games for 2021 um ultimately the biggest goal is go win yep like everybody if you're a games athlete and it doesn't matter. Matt is the fittest person, but you can't tell me that you don't want to go win and you're not going to do everything you can to get there. Right. And you have to expect that. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, I wish No, you got to train and act like you're going to go do that. So that is, that is the goal. That's always been the goal. Um, but then you have smaller goals. And again, it's the goal, just getting to the games, get there again. Like every, every year, every Ben Smith didn't make it, you know, mm-hmm. he was there for like 10 years in a row or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, like really fit people don't make it sometimes. And that's kind of what's going to happen again for everybody going through the next few years. So make sure one get there, go get a couple more event wins, you know. Um, but there's more like personal ones in the sense of fitness of that. I the stuff that I really, 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 really worked on for the games out were going to be in Madison or in Aromas. That did, I, we didn't get to test any of those for the online. I want to go and do that and fix that. So like, and show that I've fixed it. Like one, like the desert run and the snow run. Yeah. I'm never going to be great at that, but I've run so much and I spent so much time running to fix that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, that I really, really like to be great in the games at running. I'm not going to be a great runner to the guys that are run marathons. In yeah. Four and a half minutes, you know, like that's just, I'd have to lose a hundred pounds not going to happen mm-hmm. but in that standard i really 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 am going to be working on getting better to the point where i can not just hang with them but compete with them awesome so Love that's it. those are coming to be, so that's really off season for this from the winter that's what i'm working on is not like i have endurance i can row and i can bike and i can do all that stuff all day long and do metcons for an hour but it's running itself <laughs> that is I used to be a good runner, man. I used to, but not when you're 205, seven pounds, whatever I weigh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh, I hear you. All right, awesome. Do you do you have like a favorite book you like to read or you like to reread at all? Um, not specifically. I mean, I read my Bible pretty often. Okay. Um, or podcasts or audibles that are like that. I mean, I, the last book that I really like read was like the case for christ which i honestly found really cool because it was more like fact-based than Mm -hmm. this is what you should believe type of stuff um and i like i like more facts and stuff like that to learn about things 
Um, so honestly, I'm more into like listening to podcasts, which basically like Joe Rogan. I don't care that he sold out the Spotify. Good for him. He's making a ton of money. Like you should monetize what you're good at. Oh yeah, of course. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So like I, I re- like anytime I'm on a long ride or even when I'm just driving to the gym back and forth, I'll listen to a podcast to help me learn something for the day. You know? Yeah. Very cool. But, yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. So, um, Let's just say you have like a new guy that comes into your box and, and says, "Listen, I want to go to the CrossFit Games. What would you tell? What would you tell him to like? What to expect? Like that whole road getting to the games? I'd say one: Are you ready to sacrifice a lot? Can are you willing to do that? Because you have to. Unfortunately, sacrifice is a lot. Now, at the end of the day, some people might find it worth it. Some people don't. That's your biggest thing. Can you sacrifice it? Two. Are you willing to actually work harder than anybody else? Mm-hmm. And people think they do, like they're they can. It's and that's honestly a progression of learning. But you can kind of tell when someone says that or not. Like, are you willing to work hard enough? They're like, oh yeah, of course. Like you can tell when they really mean it and really know what they're what it means or not. Um, and two, and then three is like. you got to remember to enjoy what you're doing mm-hmm. when yeah. you stop enjoying it Yeah, because it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of times that like leading up to the games, I wasn't having fun. There was, I mean, nobody's having fun in COVID year, but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, but those are like three big things for them. That, like, and uh, there's a girl actually um, I'm training right now or as a one-on-one who came in and um, one of my, it was one of my members nieces and, she was just like, I wanted to have a one-on-one training session, whatever. She came in, and I said, like, you know, she was pretty she was pretty fit. I was like, wow, this, this girl could be pretty good. I was like, I mean, do you have any, like, goals for CrossFit or whatever? Because they were kind of asking me about programming. And, you know, she was kind of hesitant towards, like, I want to go to the CrossFit Games. Or I want to win the CrossFit Games. She was just like, yeah, I'd like to, you know, probably I'd like to go to the Games. I was like, I mean, do you really want to go to the Games? Like, yeah. Or, or you, you know, like – if you do, tell me. Like, you got to put that out in the world. If you want that, you got to say it because if you're just kind of like, ah, I don't know, like, because you think I'm going to tell you you can't make it, you got to change that mentality because you need to have that, like, I don't care what this guy says. Yeah. Like, I want him to coach me, but if he tells me I'm not going to make it, I'll find someone that's going to help me make it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you got to also have that, like, that heart and will and know that, like, I firmly believe if anybody decides to put, everything they have to it everything in their mind they can do anything they want awesome i mean that's something i just was grown up like that yeah so i got like 30 seconds left of the recording so where can people reach out to you if they have any questions about crossfit or programming um honestly just either message me at crossfit thor on instagram or you can email me at crossfit thor nine at gmail.com but you can just go on my instagram and send it to me and it'll come up email message whatever all right awesome well well thank you very much for doing this i really do appreciate it Thanks for having me, man. All right.